stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. I'll tell you what I love. Now, you know, you, you must know this about me anyway. I wrote the book Magnificent Kids because I so believe in young people changing the world and just, just contributing to the planet in a way that adults just can't. And adults actually can, but we don't have the mindset. Adults have this uh, limiting limiting mindset we kind of you know we've learned over the years that we can only do so much and we put a cat lid on our jar and you know we stop ourselves the kids just don't have that same mindset and they just believe they can do anything and you know what they can and they do and those who do step up and do are just amazing they fascinate me they absolutely fill my soul because it leaves me with so much hope for the future of this planet and of the world and future generations of the animals, of nature, everything. It really matters to me. And you will notice that I have had several young people on my podcast. Today's guest is possibly coming close to the youngest, although I do remember young Michaela who was saving the koalas and I think she might have been 10. But today's guest, Prasidhi Singh, is 10 years old and she is an award-winning global activist. She's um, won the, the highest award in India. She has like uh, 40,000 followers. She's done 600 presentations. She's got so many projects um, that she's undertaking that she's implementing into schools and other areas that are, to, are saving the planet and making the planet greener. She's planted over 100,000 trees, planted micro forests. The list goes on and she is phenomenal. Oh, Anyway, I'm going to stop talking because I am just in so much admiration for this young woman and everything that she has done and everything that she will continue to do to make this world a better place. So how about I just stop gas bagging? We're going to get straight into it and here we go. So welcome, Prasidi. Hi, it's so amazing connecting with you. I know, you too. We've we've already had a great big long Zoom just prior to, you know, a few, a few weeks ago and I am so inspired by you. I I I'm not going to say I can't believe what you've done because I do believe it and I do believe in young people. But you, let, let me just go over this. You're 10 years old. You've won numerous awards. You've you've established tons of forests. You've got 36,000-plus followers. You're two times TEDx speaker, like, and so much more. I'm just going to ask this one question. Who are your parents? <laughs> 
So, well, as usual, people have. I have two parents. My first, my first is um, Suti Singh, who is my mom, and my dad, who is Praveen Kumar, and they are both working professionals. They work nine to six. My dad is a car designer, and my work, uh, my mom works with Mahindra as well. Wow, what what sort of like, I. I just think they must be amazing human beings to to like how have they raised you differently how have what how have they raised you to be so so optimistic and so so full on and so knowledgeable about the planet like what would yeah, I know you were 3 or something when you decided to you like tell us your story go on tell tell us where it started from always you know nature has really inspired me i've had this unconditional bond with nature you know ever since i even started to walk or talk admiring the rustling of leaves or the buzzing of sea buzzing of bees or the waves of seas or the beautiful fragrances of flowers have always been a part of me and i've always learned so much from those small creatures those small change agents in nature but at the age of 4 when varda cyclone hit the shore of tamil nadu the place where i stay in india's state i felt so gloomed and doomed that i am not able to do anything because the winds were blowing fast the thunderstorms were flickering there was heavy rainfall trees were getting uprooted and the whole road was flooded and literally my heart wept out when i saw those birds squirrels monkeys running flying and jumping for shelter So I said, "There's something that I can definitely do about it. I'm not just going to sit back and cry, and I really need to get off the bench." And then, ah. <laughs> and then I started participating in multiple tree plantation drives at the age of four. I connected with so many people. I saw the germination, the plantation, how the saplings are built, how the watering is done, the fencing is done. the weeding is done and after looking at the entire process for about two good years when i saw those birds and squirrels those butterflies coming back i just felt so joyful and i said that i want to do this and take it to a bigger level and plant 100000 trees by myself which is when i launched prasidhi forest foundation and till now so actually i took a goal at the age of 6 when i launched prasidhi forest foundation after 2 years of participation in plantation i took the goal of this at the age of 6 and i wanted to achieve planting 100000 trees by the end of the year 2022 and successfully in the year 2022 that was last year in december i completed my target of planting 100000 trees with government schools trust lands colleges and now i also do mangrove plantation so that is pretty much how it started and you know nature has always inspired me so much basically if we just look at trees bees and seas trees taught me never to give up because whenever we cut the trees down they again try to grow up or the bee starts to to collaborate because when the bee pollinates the flower and the flower gives nectar to the bee they collaborate with one another or the seeds taught me how to celebrate because either it's low tide or high tide they're always enjoying so these small learnings these small observations motivated me to take this action So you started um you know the Forest Foundation at 6. So uh, you know 
everything you're saying makes so much sense. But the, but what you're saying sounds like a 50-year-old who's been studying it for years and years and years. And so you're saying, you know, at the age of four, it troubled me, so I joined some tree planting things. And the age of six, I'd already observed and learned all of this stuff, so I started my own foundation. At the age of six, that is phenomenal. Like, that, that is phenomenal. And, you, oh, my you know, it, it it blows me away, and I just love it. And and the fact that you achieved your goal, a hundred thousand trees by twenty twenty at the end of twenty twenty two, but you've also planted um, micro forests. So tell us about these micro forests that you build, establish. Right. So during right now, I have a couple of models. The first, so basically, I have a technique that's called the Prasiddhi forest. In this, what we do is as per the number of trees, as per the size of the plant, uh, the land, sorry, and as per the locality, we plant in the requirement, we plant the trees. And also what happens is this microforest is not like Miyawaki because the soil in India is pretty different and the soil everywhere is different. So basically, depending on the soil and depending on the size of the land, we plant the trees. In microforests, I do it mostly in government schools or corporates where they do not have enough land, but aim to plant a lot of trees. So what we do is that on a very small uh, distance, that is 1.5 to 2 feet gap, we plant these saplings and we plant native saplings because what happens with hybrid is they, they are, you know, ornamental exorbitant hybrid trees. And they're not fit for purpose. Whereas I like those messy, fast and fun growing trees, you know, the native ones who might grow slower, who might not be as beautiful, but are exactly fit for purpose. And that is what the technique is all about. And otherwise, you know, in the farmer's lands or in the panchayat's lands, over there, what I do is I can also plant on six to eight feet gap. That is completely different because they have a big land and they want to also plant a lot of trees. So depending on that, I do the tree plantation. And finally, now I also do mangrove plantation in which mangroves basically grow in estuaries between the land and the water. In the... So over there, I feel they are very important because they absorb a lot of carbon and they also support the livelihoods. They are very important for biodiversity and they also protect from storm surges. So these are a few of my major models of tree plantation. And actually, microforest is my favorite one because most of the birds and butterflies and squirrels like to spend their time that cozy microforest. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And I love the whole mangrove thing too because that is so important, you know, when you're talking about storm surges and everything else and protecting the, you know, there's so many... Um, coastlines that are falling falling away at the moment and the mangroves are, are such an important part of that but uh, it still blows me away I know you're an incredibly knowledgeable and incredibly knowledgeable and intelligent human being and, and you know that you, you it doesn't blow me away that you're so smart but it blows me away that you have done so much in 10 years and in actual fact it's just four to six years you know you've you've done all this stuff and now you've you've also presented more than 550 online and in-person workshops. 
You know, I've been presenting workshops all my life <laughs> and, and I reckon you've outdone me as far as numbers go and you're only 10. So <laughs> that that is, that's absolutely phenomenal. And your workshops are on climate change, a circular economy, um, sustainability, all that kind of stuff. When did you start doing workshops? So to correct you, now it's 600 plus awareness sessions. Oh. <laughs> wow. So actually what happened is during this journey of mine, you know, when I was doing these tree plantations, multiple community projects, sustainable development activities, I saw that there are people who really want to do something for the planet, who really want to take some action. But they just don't know how to do it or how to start or what's the process like. When I felt that I can utilize whatever acceptable knowledge I've got and I can amplify the impact through awareness sessions and workshops. And I started it off pretty early because, for instance, the first plantation drive itself that I did over there, I have also had this process that before any plantation, I always have to connect with the people present over there, be it students or even the farmers or villagers or even the corporates who are there. I have to speak to them and tell them that why are we doing this plantation? Why is it impact, uh, important to protect the planet and what is going on and what role can they play for the planet and its protection? And then only when I explain it, we do the plantation because until and unless you don't know why we are doing it or what we are doing, there is no point of doing it. So when I explained them, this sense of responsibility came with it. Then what happened is when COVID hit, suddenly all my in-person sessions stopped because I went to corporates, I went to multiple platforms, wherever I got a chance, I spoke and spread the word of nature and the planet but then at that time, I realized that this problem is right. And when I saw the trees, I said that if they are not stopping in COVID to give oxygen, why should I stop? And I started <laughs> I started organizing these um, online workshops and sessions globally. This gave me a benefit of connecting with people globally, organizing sessions in more than 20 plus countries. And I connected and spoke to them about multiple topics such as circular economy, climate change, environment, so many different topics that actually build an impact. Mm. And uh, I started connecting with people, which is why till now, more than 40,000 plus people have connected. In fact, even in child homes, I even in child homes that are there over there in orphanage homes, I connected with them online and I gave them, you know, fun learning stories, fun learning sessions in their own local language. I gave them about some basic things about the environment, the natural resources in the environment and gave them activities because we are all the citizen of this planet and it is everyone's responsibility to take action. And the biggest thing I did was that I told them that how much power each person has. It is not just about, you know, doing the blame game, but it is about actually realizing our power and taking action. So even with farmers and villagers, literally, till the root level, with everyone I have connected to spread awareness. <laughs> absolutely love it i i love it i'm, I'm just going to remind my listeners again that uh Prasidhi is 10 that there's 10 years old like this is just it's phenomenal and i'm just going to keep saying it because i can't believe it you also talk about the three r's what are the three r's 
So the three R's are um, reduce, reuse, and recycle. On this also, I've given a session. So reduce is basically the first thing that can be done. Actually, before reduce comes refuse. That is actually the first R. Refuse is that you literally stop that I don't want plastic at all. I don't want anything in a styrofoam or anything that harms the planet. The second is reduce. So I just stop buying the ones and maybe I avoid how much ever I can. I took I take sustainable substitutes and I avoid as much as I can possibly. And the third R is reuse. So whatever plastic is already there in my home, I reuse that. So in fact, in a few of my workshops, I also gave sessions on how you can make bubble blowers with your waste socks and waste bottles or how you can make these plant pots with the waste boxes you have or bird feeders with the tet uh, milk tetra packs or juice tetra pack boxes. In fact, in one of my sessions, it was just explaining two of the students from Australia, they actually brought the stuff in that same time and were ready to get started. So this, so, and the final one is recycle. This is an effective one that what you can do is whatever waste you have, if it is in a huge amount, you can give it to efficient recyclers who can recycle it and, you know, give it to other people as resources or at your home itself, as I mentioned, right? You can make these plant pots, these bird feeders or bubble blowers through which you're recycling whatever you have. And this is basically for the students level. For the corporates, I explained them about circular economy. Circular economy is a higher version of four hours. That is basically the waste of one becomes a resource of another. So for, though we are only 8.9% circular right now, but for instance, if we see the waste of a particular company, for instance, um, if there are manufacturers who actually produce a lot of, so if there's a shop, just a basic example, not some big manufacturer. If there's a shop that produces a lot of um, plastic packaging because it's transported from somewhere, that plastic packaging will anyways go in the dump. But if they gave it to some other company that can reuse it to make these uh, sustainable boxes, to make sustainable pots, multiple other things, it becomes a process of circular economy where it's not, not vertical or horizontal Nothing out of this ecosystem is going out or dumping waste or going into the planet. Everything is continuously being reused and recycled. Oh, I, I love that so much. I want to go back to you said about these these kids, you know, the, in the child homes and all that kind of stuff that you were you were um, giving ideas to and well, you know, projects to and that. And you said you did it in their language. I'm curious, how many languages do you speak? I speak three languages, Hindi, Tamil, and English. And Tamil and Hindi are one of the most uh, frequent languages in India. And other than that, English is something that is, a, that is you know, globally a universal language. Wow. That, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I really like your th the three R's because we always hear, um, you know, recycle, reuse, you, you know, and... Um, Oh, uh, what was the first? Reduce. But we, you, you've just put another one in there, refused, you know, and it's not very often that we hear refuse. And I think that um, 
you know, I was I was walking through a shop yesterday and I was just looking at all the toys and and, and everything and I was just thinking, wow, how much plastic is just in this aisle? Do you, just one aisle, just one aisle. And I just thought, what what are we doing to this planet? Like we are we are absolutely killing it. And and you're right that that every every single person, each of us are responsible you know, to do something. And and I think that if we don't do something, even if we can't do everything, because none of us can do everything, but if we if we do a little bit and, and knock it down a bit, if every person took a little bit of action, you know, against plastics and against planetary harm, whatever that might look like, you know, it, we would have a much better chance. We would have a much better chance. Completely true. This reminds me of a very good example for circular economy. You know what you were mentioning about the shop? This reminded me, there is the brand Nike that gives shoes, right? So the sole of their shoes that they have, what they have done is they actually, there are so many shoes also that get wasted because as your feet grows or as it gets stolen. So that shoe base that is there, they get it from the customers and they reuse it to make turf grounds, or uh, to make uh, race tracks and they reuse that shoe base to make such interesting things. So, you know, it's just so true that we just use our creativity because we consider our homo sapiens as the most intelligent people. And uh, (laughs) we do consider ourselves as the most intelligent species. Though we have to pay for air, water, land, that is free for all other species, but if we just utilize a little bit of our intelligence and creativity for the planet as well, I think what you mentioned as well, we can make a big impact. Mm. I, I completely agree with that. You know, everybody says we're the most intelligent species. I actually think we're the most stupid species. Like I think we're very intelligent with what we can what we can do, but we don't use it well. We don't use it well, and we are where we are the the, the single. The single worst species for, for for destroying the planet. No other species are destroying the planet. So I think we, yeah, we do need we need to um, we need to pull our heads in. Now, when you did your um two TED talks, what were they about? The because who, who does two TED who does two TEDx talks by before they're ten? <laughs> Only <So>, you. <laughs> the youngest TEDx uh, speaker in the world as well. I give my wow. first talk at the age of eight if I'm not wrong and my second at the age of nine so the first TEDx talk that I gave was about you know how can I how can I become an impact creator mm-hmm. and uh, the importance of becoming about it because it briefly explained the people that how important it is that we utilize our individual talent. Because what I have realized in the people at this time is they just think, ki, okay, I have this problem, the planet has destruction and it is happening because of that big uh, manufacturing industry over there. They are not doing anything. We need to do something for it. But it is actually not the point. It is about us actually utilizing our individual talent. And that is something it is there. So it was the time is to act now. It, the time is to act now, be the impact creator. The second talk was on I, the climate change. So I, the climate change basically means that why should I keep my fate in someone else's hand? 
I am the climate change and I own this climate change and it is my duty to do something. And a common thread in both of my TEDx talks was about these invisible, silent change agents working in nature. Because if we look at biosphere, I'm going to give a very basic example. In biosphere, it has three spheres, atmosphere, hydrosphere, and lithosphere. That is air, uh, water, and land. Uh, sorry, air, land, and water. So in atmosphere that is there, we have bees, honeybees. They are small, they're so tiny, but they're essential pollinators and really very essential in the food production. Without them, it cannot work. The planet cannot work. The second, that is in the lithosphere, that is soil, uh, we have fungi. Fungi are very small, but are very important for the entire forest. Because without fungi, the symbiosis between the fungi and the tree will break, and the fungal network will break, and the forest will not be able to thrive. So those small fungi also play a vital role in the symbiosis of the entire forest. And the final one that is in hydrosphere, that is water, we have planktons. They are very small. They range from the one millimeter to about 30 centimeter as well. And they might be very small, but the planktons, one plankton can give oxygen more than a middle-sized forest. Can you just imagine that? Wow. So they're so small, smaller than even a newborn baby. Actually, really very small. But they play an essential role. And one of the favorite things where I quote in most of my workshops and sessions is that we children, to be specific, believe that we might be small. But right now, we might just be 25% of the now. But we are 100% of future. And it's our responsibility, our duty to work for the planet. Because, you know, I believe in the power of a small 4 millimeter seed that has the potential to grow into a 400 feet tall tree. And this is the main context about what I speak in most of my sessions. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you, you've nearly got me in tears because it, it's just you're so you're so eloquent with the way you explain things and you explain things to such a basic level that it's it's impossible not to follow along with you do you know and not to get caught up in your passion it's impossible not to um want to be on that journey with you do you, it's it's just because some people talk in very scientific form formats you know and you're kind of like oh, I, I kind of missed all of that it's just too much but you just say it so succinctly and so eloquently and it's and you say it with such a it's kind of like a real commonsensical statement you know it's just everybody should do it it's common sense we can all do it it's common sense and it's it's just it's so easy to to hear you and want to take action based on your very basic, and I know your mind is not basic, but but your very basic explanations, you know, of what what we can do. It's it's impossible not to get on board. I, I, I think you're you're phenomenal. Now, and so do thirty six thousand other people. So, or, or has that? Are you going to tell me that that number's gone up as well? Are you now up to 40,000 or 50,000? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to help me. Everyone watching this has to help me make it 50, remember. All right. 
<laughs> I have. I did. I have added juice. So everyone else listening to this, add add Prosetti, and then she'll get up to fifty thousand. But uh, so so. I also want to talk about your awards. Now, I need my piece of paper because um, there are so many. But, <laughs> you know, the Diana Award, the ZTV Born to Shine Award, the Global Child Prodigy Award, um, Young Genius Award, finalist of the Indian of the Year Award, Eco Hero Awards, Earth Day Network, Rising Star, Global Sustainability Award, Young Change Maker Award. There are just a stack of them. The one that I'm really interested in is the um, Prime Minister National Child Award, which is the highest civilian honour um, for under 18 years. So that is like... That's that's huge. That's huge. What did you get that for? I mean, was there a specific thing or is it just a culmination of all your work? So what is, it's basically an award given to amazing children who are doing a good job and it's equivalent to the big awards in India, the highest civilian honour, basically. I got it for... Uh, <laughs> I got it for the work that I do, that is tree plant. At that time, I got this award at the age of seven. Wow. And I got this award at the age of seven. And at that time, what had happened is I had, when, I, uh, connect, when they connected with me for the award, I had planted only, trust me, 9,000 trees just 9,000 trees and they connected to me. And then when I received the award, I had planted 13,000 trees. So there is a cool incident behind this. Let me tell you. We received an email a day before the main award day. Um, and it was what, 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. And that day I was sleeping a little late till 5.30 in the morning. And then my parents came up saying, and they told me that, Prasiddhi, Prasiddhi, there's a mail. You got the Prime Minister National Child Award. And then I just woke up and I was like, seriously. And I pinched myself that, is it actually true or is it a dream? And then I got to know that it was true. And I got really excited. And the next day I went over there and I got the opportunity to connect with our Honorable Prime Minister of India. And he shared with me three sankalpas. Sankalpa is um, what we can say is a promise, you know. Sankalpa is a promise that we make. So the three sankalpas were, the first one was regularity. I should stay regular in whatever I'm doing. If I've decided to protect the planet, to plant trees, to spread awareness, I should stay regular. The second one is to stay on the promise I've made to the nation. So if I've decided I want to plant one lakh trees, I have to plant one lakh trees and I have to protect the planet. One lakh trees is 100,000. And the third one was to stay humble. Even I quoted that if you stay humble, you'll never stumble. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And then I took the decision of planting trees and I got you know I got really happy I got more inspired and I jumped back to taking more and more action <laughs> I think I I reckon you would have taken more and more action anyway whether you got that award or not <laughs> but congratulations like that's that's massive that's really big Thanks so much. 
Oh, it's amazing. So what's this G3 project? Let's generate your own oxygen, grow your own food and gift your community. So is that a project that you started or is it a project that you, you're an ambassador for? Or? I have not. You started it, I of course. <laughs> I bring the kids with one of course you started it. I, I've never known somebody to initiate so many projects in uh, in such a short time. You are fa- you're fabulous. What have you got there? So this is the G3 Eco Kit. Wow. Yeah. This is the G3 Eco Kit. So let me explain to you about the kit a little in depth. Just give me a second, right? One second. Yes. So the G3 Eco Kit comprises of three Gs. Generate your own oxygen, grow your own food and give the community. If you can follow these three Gs, you can actually become self-sustainable and protect the planet. So under this, under this, it is basically it's a curriculum that I provide to schools and to students. The G3 curriculum has two elements. The first element is awareness sessions and workshops. And the second element is the kit that is there, the G3 Eco Kit. So in this, what is there? One second. In this, I have for generator on oxygen. So I give this manual that has all the details about how you have to do it, what can be done, the first one is generate your own oxygen, in which I give these seed balls. Yep. So these seed balls that have the uh, seeds that are high, give a lot of oxygen, such as it can be neem or it can be the people tree, and they give a lot of oxygen. So while you're traveling, you can find a secure land and you can just, you know, maybe throw the seed ball and it will grow into a beautiful tree, giving a lot of oxygen. Wow. The second is grow your own food so in grow your own food i and the best part about it is there is zero plastic there's just one little portion of plastic rest there is no plastic at all in the entire thing so these are two metal pots that i give them for their uh, sapling creation and I also give them two germination pots. So what they have to do is that they can put in the seeds that I give them, the vegetable seeds, and they can grow and start their own uh, kitchen garden. Then fine. I also give them with some cocoa pit, and so they need to add some fresh soil. Is it visible? Yeah. Fresh, and then they can grow it. And the final one that is my favorite one is gift the community in give the community i give them a terracotta pot so you can it's packed but you can see a little bit of it i give them a terracotta pot that you can paint this is a little bit of a stick but you can paint the pot and what you have to do is that you can keep grains for birds and squirrels to come and take from it because they are an essential part of our community <laughs> Love it. For some fun for the students so that they can do something creative, which is why it's my favorite part. And I also give them these special tools. Wow. Oh, final bit is this envelope. You might be wondering what is this envelope for? 
But since I have my very own nursery of more than 25,000 plus saplings, what I ask them to do is that they can post to me fruit seeds. So they can put the seeds in this, write the name and they can post to me the fruit seeds. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to grow those seeds in my nursery. To when they eat the fruit, they can save the seeds, tie them up, put it into these small sachets, write the name, put it in the envelope and post it to me. And then I'll grow them in my nursery and share pictures with them about how their sapling, their fruit sapling is growing. Wow. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. So we, what age group is this? Like, that's that's incredible. For those, if you're not watching this on a video uh, on YouTube, you, you need to get and watch the video of this because uh, Prasidi's showing all the examples of everything that's in the box and it's absolutely marvellous. So what age group are these kids that you're doing this with? So this one, it's actually open for anyone willing to make a plan, uh, make this planet a better place to live. Because, uh, but majorly we're targeting targeting age group eight to, I'll say seventeen, uh, age group eight to eighteen, because those are the major ones that can go to twenty two as well. And what it is is that it is not important for you to literally be like a child or a student to do this. Even an adult can make their own vegetable garden. They can paint it and keep grains for the birds. They can post seeds to me or they can put the seed balls because this is a quick way of how you can start your sustainable eco journey. So this box is more like a guide for them. And if they take the whole curriculum of the sessions as well, it gets even more exciting and interesting. So it's really not feasible, is it, for anybody to say that I can't, I can't make a difference. Like, like there's nobody on this planet that, that can't do one of those things or contribute in some way. You know, you're making it so simple that it's impossible to to not do something. You know, it's. It, I think it's fantastic. Now, you've got another, that is a brilliant project. And, you know, who funds all this? How do you, how do you make all this, these boxes and these kits? And is it from donations and stuff? Yes, so through the donations I receive, as well as these kits that I make, I make them by, um, there are some women, I empower those women, and uh, I empower them to create such kits. There's a group of women uh, in Pondicherry with whom I make these kits. And when it comes to the funding, you know, through through basically the art, for, so through my sessions, through my workshop through uh, wherever I get an opportunity to speak. I can collaborate with people. Otherwise, these go grow, kits, uh, grow kits that I have, I also sell them in multiple different places and I share it with people. So whatever I money I'm raising through it goes for my plantation drive and it also goes for creating such uh, interesting products that I have. In fact, one second. Can I screen share? Yeah. So over here, this is one of my fundraising activity that I had done. The few of them, the pictures. So shop for a cause, and then I have these pencil boxes that I gave these kits, and I go in so many different fundraising campaigns. In fact, what happened is that so many people would come, and in the side there were these special, you know, books and different things and creative toys and games and everyone would go over there to that stall no one not many people would come to the stall earlier i'm speaking earlier 
and I would always question myself, why does anyone not come to this stall? Because I started this very early, at the age of six itself, when I started with my plantation, because I required funds. So I just asked myself, why did no one come and this? But slowly now, I connect with multiple people. I have multiple different products. You see this section? Yeah. <laughs> so this is what it's about. So I give these different things and people take it. Then I organize various different sessions globally. So I also do yoga sessions for people. And this, what is there, this is my favorite initiative. It is called Art for Nature. In this, what I have done since I love painting, through my love for art, I create paintings based on nature and I through that I spread awareness about nature and also raise funds. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> Like you, you're doing everything. You, you, you're not only um, an eco warrior. You're also warrior. You're also a an artist, and you're also a, a, an entrepreneur, without a doubt. Thank you. Wow, you're you're amazing. Now you've also got another project, um, the Green Pillar. Green Pillar Project. So tell us about that. And I'm very proud, very proud to be an ambassador for your Green Pillar Project. So tell everybody what that's about. The Green Pillar is an organization that has four um, green pillars that I, so basically it has four different offerings as a part of it. So the first uh, offering that I have that is social impact and solutions. Under this, what I do is, so actually let me start from the basics of the entire concept. What the main concept is that we, it's a billions of year old planet that we live on with an 8 billion population brimming with dreams and hopes and a dream to fulfill their life's mission, hope for a healthy living, a lot of different things everyone has. And we share the planet with about 8.7 million species, plants and animals. And there is one truth that ties us all. That is our will to thrive in harmony. But there are so many different problems like biodiversity loss, overpopulation, deforestation, ocean acidification, global warming, epidemics, energy crisis, just it can go on, or environmental pollution. So how exactly can we fight this together? And the only solution that we have is by coexisting with nature. So you can take the first step of coexisting with nature with TGP. TGP, the Green Pillar, which is a global initiative to combat climate change and promote sustainable living. And we are on a path to healing Mother Nature through the power of nature-based action and awareness solutions. And as a part of this initiative, we offer four Green Pillars that I will mention about so that people can learn at an impact. So the first Green Pillar is social impact and solutions. So under this pillar, we organize multiple uh, awareness drives, volunteering, community on drives, and bespoke climate-based solutions. The second is climate education courses. So our courses are uh, designed to make every human being 
to give the every human being the knowledge and skills needed to take green action and become global green leaders the third pillar is my favorite pillar that is global tribe so our global tribe is an ever growing group of nature enthusiasts and individuals and groups and businesses who are actually working together to you know ta to tackle the global climate crisis and create a better future for all and the final one is action in awards so with sustainable action ideas mini challenges click to act solutions and creative contests we provide this a lot of solutions that are routed to one and only thing that is to heal our earth and the best part mm -hmm. about this pillar is that each click and each decision and each idea matters so the main mission of um, this initiative is that to reinvent the planet earth as a vibrant place for all living things living beings this is something i always state everywhere and i really want everyone to join us in order to make this planet greener cleaner healthier and more resilient and this is the main core of the green pillar initiative and we are glad to have amazing tgp experts the green pillar experts like the host for the get of the veggie bit <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm an expert, not an ambassador. Yeah, an expert. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> you have been promoted. I've been promoted. Yes, I've been promoted. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, and by the way, um, Priscilla said at the start of this uh, part about the Green Pillar, she said, the Green Pillar is an organisation that does blah, blah, blah. And you may have interpreted that interpreted that like it's somebody else's organization a big organization but it's not it is big but it's not somebody else's it's it's Presidi's own organization so you can see that there's so many so many projects that Presidi has started and is is continuing with not just started and left alone like growing and growing and growing and each of these things is just gathering more and more momentum to make a better world and she's gathering more and more and more people to, you know, to take part in this. And, you know, potentially single-handedly you can change the world, but I don't want to give you that responsibility. That's a little bit too much, isn't it? <laughs> I'm ready to take responsibility for the planet, but I want that everyone feels responsible enough and everyone yeah. takes action. And everybody should be taking action. Now, I, you know, you, 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 um, as I said, you're almost unbelievable, but you're not unbelievable because I absolutely believe in kids and you know that. You know, I absolutely believe that young people are our future and that we have to. We I know some, some older people that are my age who say, well, I don't care. I'm not going to be around in 20 years. I really don't care about it. And that attitude annoys the hell out of me. That just annoys me so much because... I look at the young people of today and I think, why should they, why should the young people have to be stressed about climate change? Why should they have to, you know, run around fixing all the problems that we've caused? And not just us, but, you know, future generations. But I'm going to particularly say my generation, you know, and just younger because we're the ones that have really embraced plastics, you know, and, and a lot of that kind of fast living stuff. And I think that we've got to be a lot better at saying, well, 
the young people, they don't deserve to take on a planet that is so damaged. Do you know that that it's it, we all have to chip in. We all have to do something about it. And we've only got one planet. We don't have a second planet. I get, I, I agree with what you're saying because my father narrated to me stories. Uh, when he was small, if he forgot his lunchbox at home, all he'd had to do was go to the mango tree or the guava tree and pluck the fruits and pluck it and eat it. He didn't have to worry if there's some pesticide in that. He didn't have to worry about the sun rays or the ozone layer at that time because everything was here. But I do agree the point that there is no point, I do agree on the point that there is no point of actually <laughs> of actually just, you know, getting disheartened about what has happened. We should think about what can be done because this is the present and what we can, we can't change the past, but what we can change is our upcoming future, our next day, our next hour and our very next minute. And I think that maybe we might have made some mistakes while we were exploring. But if we have this last chance given by nature, we should just try and take one step at, at least. Because I believe that if we take one step, nature will come running thousand steps towards us. And I think we were just exploring at that time. So maybe that experience that you have, so that I always say that the experience of elders and the passion of people like me, when combined, can protect the planet and make it a positivity bomb. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. A positivity bomb. All right. I mean, that, that's very good. But you're right. You're right. And and I think that if we put our heads together, we start to care about each other. And it's not not just about... It's not just about the planet, but we should be doing it with everything. We should all be caring about each other. We should all be um, sharing our knowledge. We should all be, you know, helping each other and building a stronger community because when people are happier, they're less likely to be destructive, you know. So and if, if they, people feel heard and seen and supported, they're not going to be destructive, you know, as destructive. So I think that there's so much there's so much in just working together collaborating together just just and and understanding something that you said before is that we all want to thrive we all want to be happy we're all looking for our purpose and our meaning and we all bleed you know we are we're all the same we we all care about the same stuff we all want to be happy and we all want to be at peace we all want harmony you know yes i know there's some crazy some crazy nuts, you know, that that are just completely off to the side, you know, trying to harm others. But the the majority of everybody, the majority of people on the planet are trying to just love. And and if we can just remember that, you know, and and try and share more love. So true. In fact, what it reminds us just and one thing we need to stop doing is blaming others. That why is the corporate or the industry doing so much pollution? Why is the government not doing about it? See, the most they can do is put on rules or the most they can do is do something on their level. But we individuals make the government. We individuals make the planet. After all, the government is also filled of individuals. The corporate is filled of individuals. So we need to take action and we need to do it up. And in fact... Uh, I just imagine that imagine that if everyone is on a strike, everyone just filed a petition 
and the government officials, the industry, every individual of this planet is there in that strike, then who is going to take action? The trees will not get planted, the renewable energy setup will not happen, or the or community projects will not just come popping around. We need to go there and do it. And today morning itself, I was having a workshop. And what it explained were five steps to become an impact leader. And it said that we all want to become a successful person in our life. So what if I told you that you can, this is something I said, you can become a successful person in your life as well as protect the planet through these five steps. And that was, you know, the context. And I think somewhere around everything, you know, technology and arts and innovation and everything just rounds off and comes to one point, Mother Nature, because she is the creator of it. I I agree. Do you want to share those five steps? I know that it was contextual, but but do you want to share those five steps with us? Sure, sure. Why not? Give me a minute. I I just had that presentation open as well, which is when out of which I was just showing it to you. There it is. Okay, there it is. Screen sharing. The five steps to be the impact leader. Wow. Okay. So do you want to read those out for us? So the first one is be motivated. What it explained is that we need to have a target and we need to have a goal. Just like how I got inspired from nature through trees, bees and seas, how I got inspired from learning and how that Varda cyclone, a massive natural calamity, just triggered me to take action and helped me build a goal of planting 100,000 trees. It drived me and it helped me make a proper plan. The second is stay updated. So we should always, you know, make our hands clean in the soil of knowledge. And we should always learn because every second innovations are happening, different things are happening. So we can't stay updated about everything, but we can at least stay updated about our field because the world is changing fast every moment, every day. So we need to understand and how it actually came to my mind because after I took my target, I went to the government. I decided to do it in government schools initially. And I went to multiple government school uh, headmasters. So imagine a six-year-old girl, just think, went in front of the headmasters, multiple, and said, hey, I want your land to plant trees and that too to plant fruit trees. So why would that person give it to me a, to plant, uh, for give the land to a six-year-old girl? I mean, B, to do tree plantation and C, to do fruit tree native plantation where the trees will not even grow fast and the trees will give fruits for the birds and squirrels? They were just having a question mark on their head. But what helped me convince them was because since I was equipped with enough knowledge, acceptable knowledge, I'll say, I managed to convince them by going to the root cause as well. The hmm. third step is to explore. So at that time, I had a problem of funds also that came up. So I explored my little talent. I started by you know cutting off chart paper into pieces and putting this tree shape on top and writing eco quotes on it. And I gave it to people to spread awareness or through my paintings or yoga sessions or whatever little talent I had, creativity, I utilized it to raise funds. But this is the fourth step is something very essential. 
after these three steps are done you'll come to a point you'll come to a challenge where you have two options for me that challenge was i was not able to raise enough funds for my 500 tree plantation itself so at that time i had two choices either i would just stay back and say hey i at least tried and give the excuse or i would go back and take action and i'd stay strong and take action and that's something i did and then this it started off you know one two three multiple tree plantations until now i've done in 70 plus places so those were the four steps and the fifth one is something we often forget that is collaborate and connect one side planted you know done my 500 tree plantation i could have just continued doing it and i could have done it but i decided that i want to amplify the impact and make more impact creators and connect with people and make more change makers as well and i gave more sessions and did 600 plus awareness sessions and workshops so it was like a 45 minute one and it said that you should have a target and be motivated stay updated with knowledge explore your talent stay strong and take action and collaborate and connect with people and amplify the impact wow i love that. <laughs> You, you are. Do you ever stop thinking? <laughs> I just keep learning. <laughs> you are incredible. And and by the way, I'm going to say this too. It's it's um I don't know about five o'clock here at night and and maybe twelve thirty in in India. And and I said to Prasetti, well, what about if we do it at a certain time? And this would have been, um, you know, nine o'clock in the morning for her. And she said, no, absolutely not. I've got my morning routine and I'm not changing it for anything. Now, and the reason I'm saying this is that I know so many people who don't stick to their, do you know, like they will they will not honour their morning routine and, and including me, including me, I get pulled off pulled off course often I do walk and dance every morning but you know sometimes I get pulled off course and it is so I was so thrilled to see how self-empowered you are to and how strong you are and how committed you are to your self-care you, you know to making sure that your morning routine was not interrupted and and uh, a big pat on the back to you because there are so many, particularly being female, there are a lot of females in the world that, you know, um, always put others first, you know, and that always leave themselves to last. And you were just like, no, absolutely not. This is my, this is my morning routine. And I absolutely honor you for, for having that staunch, you know, commitment to it. It is just amazing. You know, you remind me of one thing. What happened is my morning routine is a, Two to three hours, and then I wake up at about five o'clock, and then I do my work. And at nine o'clock, what happened? My routine gets over by eight thirty. At nine o'clock, I got a session, and one by eight thirty it was done. I gave the session, and then I told you that I won't be able to do it because my routine was that I have all. I always have a session at nine o'clock, no matter what. And then I got <laughs> stuck. One day, what happened is that in the morning. I I had I start my routine at five o'clock. So a person said, so you can do you can do your call at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, okay. But then yes, I did do the call uh, five o'clock, uh, four o'clock in the morning. And I woke up early. I did the call, and then I did my routine. But I never miss my routine. That is something you did mention. And I think 
that you know while taking care of the planet we also need to take care of ourselves which is why i believe in yoga and i believe in uh, a healthy and uh, sustainable living because it is not only for me but also for the planet and whatever i breathe harms the planet and harms my lungs whatever i drink harms the water bodies and harms my body and whatever i eat if it's full of pesticides it harms my body and the soil so we are all interconnected so with taking care of the planet i believe in taking care of myself as well because i'm growing too <laughs> <laughs> well i many 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 people need to take your advice that's for sure now speaking of advice and i have loved this conversation there's a lot of people out there who say they're too old. Oh, I'm too old. I can't do it. But worse, there's a lot of, well, I don't know if it's worse or not, but there's a lot of people who say I'm too young. Nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to take any notice of me. I'm too young. I don't know enough yet. What advice do you give them? I just give them the advice that believe in yourself, have faith in yourself. You have more power than anyone on this planet. because one skill that we young people have is the skill of adaptation and the skill of learning because we are so used to learning every day learning from everything because we have always believed we are new to this planet a newborn baby let's take an example is new to the planet doesn't know anything but how do they observe everything how do they observe to their parents how do they observe the world if we can do that which no one else can just observing the small things then that is the power we have and we should believe that right now we might be small but we are the future so i'd like to say that dream high higher than the sky think deep deeper than the ocean and act like trees bees and seeds and and you know i think whatever we do sometimes when i also started with my journey i was very small and actually in my plantation it i didn't relate to you the whole story after varda so these a plantation drives were happening and there was a plantation drive of one month it was a 5 lakh tree plantation drive and it was going on for the whole month and when it was the last day i said that what now i want to do more plantations i want to move forward i want to do many more and then i said now what i sat down and then i just stood up and i said i'll plant 1 lakh trees so 5 lakh is uh, 500000 1 lakh is 100000 so i said i'll plant 100000 trees by myself and at that very moment there was a very mm, renowned colonel beside me who asked me prasiddhi do you even know how many zeros are there in 100000 and i said that there are three in a thousand four in ten thousand five in hundred thousand and i said you might be thinking that i am small but you don't know how a small candle can light up an entire dark room if we all become those small green candles of the planet we can green up and light up the whole planet with greenery and positivity <laughs> you are amazing. So tell me, are you going to become the youngest prime minister that India has ever had? <laughs> oh my god. I I don't know about the prime minister or the president because I don't know what if the hierarchy changed. But I because you know, I if if it happens that we start living on different planets as well, 
I'm going to say that I want to become the leader of planet Earth. But what I want to basically tell is it is not about becoming the prime minister or the president. It is about becoming a good human and it is about spreading awareness to make people aware and spread a positive impact. Yes, absolutely true. But I tell you what, we need a few good, really good leaders that are creating an impact. And you you are, you are one of the greatest leaders in the world. So, you know, you might only be... 10, I mean that with all my heart. You might only be 10, but by God, you have got the impact and the knowledge and the passion and the determination and the intellect and the, the, I could go on, hundreds of words. You've just got everything in one small package that is dynamite. It's not just small. You're not just small. You're dynamite. And, you know, you are changing the world and you're not just changing the world in tiny little ways here. And You are really making big, impactful changes. And, and I, I'm just so, I'm so honoured to know you. Like I really. Equally, equally same here likewise. And what I'm saying is that, you know, these motivations, like how you gave me these words really matter to me because each word helps me to multiply my impact and it po- makes me more uh, positive and says that, yeah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to plant another 100,000 trees. It just motivates me that I want to do more and more because that positivity matters to me a lot. Well, it matters to me a lot too, and I absolutely love it. Now, I've loved this conversation. I've loved it. You know, we we, we need a four-hour uh, podcast talking to you. It's just so great, but we haven't got four hours. But uh, people are going to want to follow you, and they're going to want to learn more about you um, and learn more about, you know, the Green Pillar, learn about um, uh, Presidi Forest. Um, oh, I've lost my mind. Forest, Forest, help Foundation. me. Foundation. <laughs> That's it. I was going to say Forest Friends, but that's not it, Forest Foundation. They're going to want to know more. So where can they find you? Where can they look you up and follow you? Uh, If you have to find me on Instagram, you can find me on the name prasiddhi.official. And um, if you want to find my page on Insta, you can find it as Prasiddhi Forest. On LinkedIn, I'm as Prasiddhi Singh. And Prasiddhi Forest Foundation is there as well. And on Twitter, I'm Prasiddhi underscore O. And um, otherwise, if we look at Ku, I'm also there as Prasiddhi Singh. And on Facebook, I'm there as Prasiddhi Singh and Prasiddhi Forest. And you have got your own YouTube channel as well. And and uh, the Prasiddhi Forest Foundation is presidhiforest.org. But I'm going to put all of those in the show notes so that people can connect with you and join your, join your. it's kind of like this big army that you've got, you know, that, that's taking on the world and taking on the green projects. And I just, um, I urge people, please go and follow you because you, you are just incredible and I'm not going to say unbelievable it almost seems unbelievable but you are believable and you are have got so much credibility and so much strength and courage so much commitment dedication to changing the planet that you are you know you know the word awesome you know not just awesome but it's you are I'm in awe of of you you are just an amazing amazing human being and I really look forward to my fingers are crossed that everyone who saw this or who heard this 
is definitely going to get off the bench now. God, I love you. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. Well, Rossetti, thank you so very much for joining me and enlightening all of us because there's there's so much that you said in there that is just you said it in such a beautiful, simplistic way that it's easy to understand and stuff that we all need to hear because we do all need to take responsibility. We do all need to change the planet and make it better and move positively forward, you know, to, to, to ensure that we do have a planet to live on. So thank you so, so, so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was wonderful connecting with you on Get Off the Bench. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. <laughs> oh, guys, I am, I'm, I don't know, mind blown, but I was going to say speechless, but I'm not bloody speechless. I never will be. What an amazing human being. I, I was just saying just before, just after we finished and before I'm doing this, that she really is a godsend to this planet. And how somebody so young can just understand the synergy of everything and the synchronicity of everything and just really, really fully comprehend it, but not just that, then be able to succinctly and eloquently explain it so that we, in lay terms, that we all understand how we can make a difference to the planet. And I just love what she's saying about, you know, and I'm guilty of this, actually, you know, blaming and despairing the past, you know, and, and getting a bit cranky about what's happened in the past. But she's absolutely right that we should all be looking toward the future and saying we can't change the past, but we can change the future. And every single decision we make moving forward, we can change the planet. We really, really can change the trajectory of where we're headed. And there's still time. There is still time if we just all take some responsibility. So I absolutely hope, um, I know you will have loved it. That's no hope in it at all. You will have loved that because she is, Presidia is just an amazing human being. I'm going to drop all the, where you can find her in the show notes, but um, check out her website, presidiaforest.org. Please go and follow her. Let's get her followers and her big army up to 50,000 and, and if you can just plant a couple of trees, just do it. Just do some seed bombs and, I don't know, just let's let's make a difference. Let's make this planet flourish. And together we really can. So if everybody listening gets off the bench and plants a tree, man, uh, we're going to start moving in the right direction. So that's it from me. Thank you so much. I'm just so appreciative of the people that listen in every week and so many of you now are telling me that you do each you do listen each week and it means the world to me it really doesn't some of you I've never met some of you I know and it's just I can't tell you how much it matters and it's I just hope that I'm bringing a lot to you and you know making your world even a little more fulfilled you know just by the amazing people that, that come on here and share their story and share their knowledge. So um, thank you so very much. And I will see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com. Tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. 
And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.